Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA coaches, Andy Proudman and Piers Ward. And these podcasts are really about one thing, making you better. Yes, on here we'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as players and coaches, as well as bringing to you special guests to help your game. Let's get into today's podcast and help you take charge of your game. So welcome to today's podcast. I'm Piers Ward and we have a very special guest. Possibly the most consistent player on the European Tour ever. With 44 professional wins, he's won in four decades of tournament golf. Former world number one, 11 Ryder Cup appearances where he was very much a linchpin of the winning teams. Obviously experienced the losses as well. But today we are talking to none other than Lee Westwood on the secrets to his consistency. We know you're going to enjoy this. Loads of great stuff. It was Fantastic that Lee could spend some time with us during this lockdown period and you're going to learn some great things that can help you with your game and find out why he was just so flipping accurate. So without further ado, here is Lee Westwood. Okay, Lee Westwood, welcome to the show. How are you, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Yeah, a bit hairier than uh, I was three weeks ago. <laughs> and how are you coping stuck at home? What's, uh, what, what have you been up to the last week, 10 days? Um... A lot of Peloton, a lot of jigsaws, a uh, bit of working out. We created a bit of a gym in the orange rear. I'm not allowed to call it a conservatory. Uh, <laughs> Try not to eat and drink too much. So that's about it, really. Sleeping a lot, having a lot of lions. Lions are becoming the new norm, aren't they? <laughs> a lot of self-discipline required, isn't there, at the moment? Yeah, tons of it. You could really let yourself go, couldn't you? So, to be honest, it, I haven't played much between uh, February and May the last three or four seasons, so it's nothing different for me not playing that much golf. You know, I've only played one or two tournaments in like th- three months. Okay. So, it's other than not being able to go out and hit balls and play golf, you know, socially and do practice and stuff like that. You know, this is pretty much the, the amount of golf I've been playing for the last. Four years at this time of the year. Have you got anywhere that you, you can hit shots? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the waiting list on a, on a mat and a net is like four months, isn't it? Oh yeah, we've we've managed to nab ours a week early. We were like, we predicted we were like, we need to get some nets in the garden quickly, so we managed to get ours. So we're all right. Yeah, no, I I, I can't find anywhere to get one. If you've got any recommendations, give them to me. <laughs> we'll get do. some sent through. <laughs> Speak to Matt. Will do. So, I mean, yeah. anything, we spoke to a few guys, we spoke to Stenson, Willett, and people like Colin Morikara over the last few days. Any of the, what positives have you been able to take from this? Anything that you've gone, actually, this is a, obviously it's a terrible situation at the moment, but have you seen any sort of opportunities or positives that you can go, that you can say, ah, this is actually a good thing in this, in this respect? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm working out a lot more than I normally would, um, you know, using the time to try and lose some weight and keep some leg strength really and build up some leg strength. Um, so I've been doing a lot of the gym, gym stuff, um, a lot of lifting, uh, like I said, a lot of Peloton, a lot of cycling. I did one session yesterday for an hour, burnt nearly 1200 calories. So, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's just making the most of the stuff you can do really, rather than focusing on the stuff you can't yeah. do. Yeah. I'm not a big practicer anyway, so I haven't really missed 
We've got a putt in Matt in the hole. I keep wandering past it and I look at it. Keep picking a, <laughs> picking a, a putt. My son used it more than me. So I've been keep picking his putter up, rolling a few balls in. They've been going in. I'm like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's been it, really. Catching up on uh, box sets and stuff like that. Cause whenever I do watch TV, it's always sport. And there's no, no sport to watch, is there? So... Um, we've watched a few series of Sherlock, um, watched a few Billionaire, Billions, is it? Uh, Billions <laughs> C, that's how much TV I watch. Um, that's about it, really. A lot of 8 out of 10 cats just count down. Good man, good man. It's, it's amazing, it's amazing how you have to fill your time, isn't it? I might even start reading. Oh, it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> Although I'm not sure I'll go that far. <laughs> I think I've read about two books in my life. Good man. So let's get, let's get into your career a little bit here, Lee, because obviously it's been an amazing career. 44 tournament victories over four decades, you know, numerous Ryder Cups, and, and, and obviously being a key performer in these Ryder Cups. What are you most proud of? It must be hard to pick one thing, but if you had one thing, what would it be? Uh, I think the longevity of my career. Um, you know, I've... I'm still, actually, I don't know where I am in the world rankings, top 50, um, around about 30th. Uh, so, you know, I've, I think I entered the top 30 in about 97 or 8 or something like that. So for 23 years, I've been, you know, in and out the top top of the world rankings, really. You know, I did drop down to 270-odd for a bit of time there. But, you know, rather than me sitting here and saying, getting to world number one or, winning 44 tournaments or playing 10 Ryder Cups and winning loads of Ryder Cup points and things like that. I think the the longevity of it and the, and, the, and the fact that when I have had a setback, you know, I've never given up. I've just kept on going and kept on trying and looking for a, a solution to every problem. Quite an optimistic person, uh, you know, trying to see the positives. Um, you know, you do go through spells where you focus on the negatives, but, you know, you have to bring yourself around from uh, things like that and, um, you know, I've managed to do that over 28 years, is it? Seven years or eight, yeah, eight really. 28 seasons. It's a long that's, time. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. And what it is, it is interesting. But I think, look, for, for us, that the, the the biggest reason for this from us watching you playing your golf over this, like, like you say, 28 years, 27 years, is your accuracy off the tee and and from the fairway as well and we actually um one thing we'll be doing with you is get you to build the like ultimate perfect golfer and uh picking different disciplines of golfers and henrik stenson said the other day he picked you and put you down as the driver as the ultimate driver someone who is just generally in play and you've never really had any problems with that in your, in your playing career what 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 do you put it down to what's the secret source um i've always got a good balance between uh the amount of spin I've put on the ball and, you know, the the, the distance I've hit it. Obviously, they say you need to bring your spin down a lot and launch it high to hit it a long way. But I've always tried to keep my spin around between two and two and a half and say like 2,400 and 2,700 RPM with whichever mm-hmm. driver I've ever had. Um, because of the way, technical way I swing the club and I keep my arm a little bit bent into impact. I'm not one of these people that kind of stays behind it and releases up on it. So I don't get that high launch. I find it very hard to get that. So I need some spin on the ball, but the spin obviously helps me keep it straight. So, 
you know, depending on the ground conditions, if it's running, you know, I'll get it out there on a Lynx golf course. If it's not running, I carry the ball 285 through the air. So um, that's really why I've hit so many fairways, I think. Yeah. And like you say, you, you, you've got that, enough the strength not, there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've always been, I'm, I'm a pretty big lad and I've always been physically strong and, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I try and keep a good rhythm and don't try and hit it too hard and, you know, use what I've got, really. Yeah, I think it'd be quite absolutely. easy to change that, wouldn't it, Lee, on the, um, you know, with the Trapman data and think, well, if I want to gain yards, I can try and incre increase the angle of attack. But I think what you've done is you've stuck with what's worked, haven't you, which is your accuracy. And yeah. What numbers would you be producing I, on Trapman? I, well, I mean, I, I, have a, I have a swing that's grown up with equipment from the 80s and early 90s. So... You know, I've had to adapt my style to the modern day equipment slightly, but at the end of the day, what I've got is a swing that, you know, with a lot of golf ball that you used to have to squeeze down on it and spin it a lot to get it in the air. Whereas kids come out nowadays and you can see that they, they've never had to do that. You know, they've been taught and they've started from a very young age with a swing that's, I, I watched my son Sam swing it and, you know, he swings it like, he's been watching Dustin Johnson or Cameron Champ or somebody like that where, you know, they stay behind it and they launch it at 12 degrees and, you know, they have 2,300 RPMs on it. Well, you know, my swing's 30 years old compared to a swing that's five years old. So, yeah, yeah, you know, that's the, di that's the differences in those, sw those swings. You know, I brought, I brought a wooden driver out onto the golf course just before we, you know, the, the lockdown happened and, you know, I, I can still hit a wooden driver great because my technique's made for a wooden driver. Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody who swings it the modern way probably wouldn't be able to get a wooden driver in the air. They wouldn't have enough spin on it, especially with the golf ball today that's not meant to spin. That golf ball's been made to go with the drivers of today and, and with their technique as well, so... Totally different game, isn't it? I know Tiger spoke yeah. about this. Phil spoke about it. Obviously, you spoke about it. You know, you guys have all had to adapt, which is, again, fair play to you both. Yeah, yeah. And you either adapt or you fall by the wayside, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. You know, my stat, I, I've never really used, I've got a track man, but I've never used, religiously used it. Um, I just go on it just to, I think it's very good for getting the distances of your clubs. You know, I work with the lads uh, off the pin truck and they'll bring theirs out and we'll work on the distances and that's why all the distances are written on the back of the clubs. Yeah. Um, and... You know that I don't. I don't really stand on a range and with a driver smashing balls with a guy stood behind me and he'll go, and him going, "Oh, you're only launching it at nine. You need yeah. to be launching it at twelve, and you're only yeah. you're, you're spinning it too much at two thousand six hundred. You not you want to be spinning it five. You know because that, yeah, it's just not the way I play golf. I've you know I, I've had to adapt and but I've still had to you know remember how I how I play and play to my best. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you're doing work. Are you still working with Rocky on the game? With Robert Rocky, yeah. you still doing And, and that, that's yeah, obviously been yeah. going well. What sort of things are you working at, at the moment? Um, I, the, I think the, the way I've swung it over the years, I, I've gradually got too much wrist hinge and too early into my golf swing. So we've been really, and, and too much cupping in my left wrist. So I've kind of. The, too much wrist hinge, too much cupping, and the clubs start going outside the line on the way back too much. And then once it goes outside early, 
it goes behind me too much in the second part of the backswing. Mm -hmm. So I've been focusing very hard on um, keeping quite a stiff left wrist, getting it going straight to back and more with a stronger club face and and uh, less kind of wrist hinge and then less yeah. wrist hinge, more yeah. of a lift all the way through it to get it higher and kind of more in front of me and outside here rather than being back and yeah. kind of this way. Yeah, makes total so sense. That in turn, made me feel like I've got less loft coming into the ball and um, and then I'm, 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 I can turn much more and sort of stabilise the club face. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more. And you're seeing that a lot more now, aren't you? You're seeing a lot more golfers coming out with, with you know, with wrist positions, yeah, well, bowed wrists, and you're going... I was always taught that you need kind of cover yeah. the left wrist, whereas now you see more people getting to the top of the backswing. And you can see what my right arm does. It mm -hmm. supports more underneath when, I'm get, when I get to there. So that's basically what I've been working on for the last six months. And I can see a massive change in the ball flight and the penetration on the golf ball because... If I had a failing when it got a little bit windy, I lost a lot of distance uh, with the driver and with my the distance my irons went. Now the club face is a bit stronger and I'm supporting more out there. I retain a lot more distance, even if there's a you know a, a five to ten mile an hour wind doesn't bother my ball flight as much as it once would. I'd have to drop down a club with a I, w I would have to drop down a club with a uh, say an eight mile an hour wind, whereas now with a strong club face. And just put it back in my stance and hit it a bit harder and keep it a bit low and retain the distance. Makes sense. Simple. I like that. Yeah, really good. Really good. So last few years, Lee, have been, have been great for you. You won the Ned Bank and then you won HSBC, obviously, early this year. How has your approach changed over the last sort of maybe five to ten years in terms of how you play and how you practice compared to what it used to be? I think 10 years is a bit too long to look at, really. There, I mean, 10 years ago, I won the Order of Merit in uh, the first race to Dubai. So I think it's changed, certainly, over the last three or four years. Um, and certainly, a lot of my attitudes changed a lot over the last couple of years. Treat it a lot less seriously. You know, you can't treat it as seriously at 47 as you did do at 35. You know, I, I, I treat all the prep that goes in and all the work I do off the golf course and the mental work that I do a lot, very seriously. But then when I get on the golf course, I try and treat it lightly, like it's just a, another round of golf, really. Yeah, it's and, and how, how that? Is. You definitely see that. Yeah. You definitely see that with you on the golf course now. It's It looks more fun. It looks more relaxed. Obviously, you've got Helen on the bag as well. And, and do you think just freeing the attitude up, just that obviously helps you just play golf to to a better standard? Definitely. I mean, like I said, it's it's my 28th year on tour, and if I was bashing my head against the wall every time I went out, then you know you just wouldn't last 28 years. So, you know, I think a more relaxed attitude's prolonging it really, prolonging my career. Do you, do you think it would have worked if you'd have done that 10 years ago? If you'd been more relaxed, or do you think you needed to be where you were then? No, it might. It might. Done, you know, but I, I was pretty relaxed 10 years ago. You know, mm -hmm. I've been pretty relaxed all through my career, but. I don't really uh, worry too much about the consequences of it in a bad shot now. You know, I just get up there and try and get it up and down and wherever it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> or, limit, or limit the damage. Yeah. But it, isn't that, you know, any, anyone who's listening to this or watching this is going to be going, they, they should be thinking the same thing, really. You know, it's not like, you know, especially amateur golfers, you know, it's like yeah. there's so much intention for them to be serious all the time. Whereas, you know what? Yeah. It's a game. Enjoy it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I, you know, I love watching people play like that. You know, I love, um, you know, watching the kids. You know, obviously play with a lot of kids nowadays that have just come out and they just stand up there and bash it. And you mentioned one earlier that uh, Colin Morikawa, and uh, you know, just love watching people of his age just come out and give it a go. Really, they just mm. give it a slash, find it, give it another hit, and. You know, just they going. look like they're having fun, don't they? they do. not, yeah, yeah. You can see they're not, they're not taking loads of time and they're not grinding. And, yeah. you know, it's so refreshing to see. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah, see that's that a trend going forward. Yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. So, so what are your goals then from now, Lee? So what's the, what's the plan for you in the, the sort of the back end of your career, if you like? Lose a couple of stones. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you delay drinking till Friday night. <laughs> Friday morning, Pierce. Friday only morning. Have one instead of t- only have one bottle instead of two. <laughs> um, I don't really set goals anymore. I, I've never really set goals all, all the way through my career because to achieve goals, you've just got to get a, the basic principles right and that's hit it straight and hold the putts. Um, if you break it right down to that, then you know, I mean, and you can't even you can't even hold putts intentionally. All you can do is work on your process to give yourself the best chance of making the putts. You know, line up straight, hit it out the middle of the putter with the right speed. You know, you can't make it go in the hole. You can just give yourself the best chance of it going in the hole. So, you know, just I've just sort of kind of t- tailed it all back to the to the the basics, the bare minimum of, you know, what I need to think about and not think about the out, the outcome, you know, the future results, just work on the bit that I can control. So control just to keep working on that, really. Yeah, control the, the stuff that I am able to control rather than, you know, stuff that is out of my control. You know, I could play some great golf when we get back to it and, you know, I might not I might not win a tournament. I could play my best golf because somebody else might play better that way. You can have a bit more luck and all a few more thoughts and, you know, all of a sudden I've played the best I can play and I haven't won. So what's the point in having a goal that you can't control like that? So, yeah. you know, just to work on, you know, like even in this period, it, you know, the flexibility, um, you know, I, I try and do a lot of stretching now. Steve McGregor's given me programs to work on, you know, getting my body back into the best shape possible because, you know, with playing golf all the time, you get, you get into some bod- bad, uh, you know, body positions. Working the same muscles over and over again, your bad body becomes very imbalanced. Um, so you know, just staying fit, not getting any injuries. So I'm able to go out and play. You know, I mean, you know, I'm 47 in day is it uh, in 23 days or three weeks or something like that. So. You know, you, you you just don't know at that age. So the only thing you can do is give yourself the best chance to, you know, compete when I do come back out, which is, you know, staying fit and healthy and having the right frame of mind and, uh, you know, doing all the preparation now, really. I think, like you said there, though, the, the, the frame of mind is, is, is absolute for you, isn't it? You know, you're out there to enjoy it, you're positive, but you understand what you need to do to get what you need. And that that's perfect. And that's why you've been doing it yeah, for so long and so I mean, well. I, yeah, I work with Ben Davis, uh, who works with Steve Peters. And even if I did all the right preparation here, you know, in the in the weight room and stuff like that, if I didn't go out with the right mental attitude, then you know I would have no chance of competing and uh, and you know performing my best. So that's a very important part of it. Massively, massively. Okay, I'll tell you what, we're getting towards the end here, so let's just go. We've got some quick fire questions for you. So um, 
Generally, these don't take they they take a bit more time though, don't they, Andy? Because we like to get into it a little bit. But what's the best shot you've hit? So what's the most memorable shot you've ever hit? Uh, nine nine out of a bunker on the uh, last hole of the Open at Turnbury. Um, yeah, it was a tough shot, um, and I had about 170 yards to the front edge. Hit a nine nine, got it up quick, hooked it on the wind, got a bit of a bounce off the front edge, and it got about three or four yards on the green. So. That's definitely the best shot of it, yeah. Yeah. Even Billy Foster didn't Billy Foster didn't think I could get it on the green, so that is what made it memorable. Proving him wrong. Yeah. Proving him wrong was always very memorable. <laughs> good man, good man. I'm sure he'll do many many a time. Okay, so major win, which one would it be? If you could back the one. Open. Do you have a favourite one you'd like to win? The open. The open. The open. Yeah. Okay, good. Best advice you've ever received? Uh, my granddad years ago, work hard and play hard. You know, you've got to work work your hardest, but you know, when you achieve something, you've got to enjoy it as well. Perfect. Love Good that. advice. Yeah. Best tip you could give an amateur golfer? Get lessons straight away so you don't get into any bad habits. And now, oh, man. And now with modern day technology, uh, video those lessons because if you amateurs or anything like me i've forgotten the next day what rocky's told me to do so <laughs> stick your phone on stick your phone on video and uh, and video the lesson you get a recap of it perfect i love that i love that okay so we're going to build this perfect golfer now so we yeah. said with henrik yeah so for you you can't include yourself in it so we need the best driver the best iron player short game player and putter who would you norman. go for drive greg norman perfect love that one Brilliant. Ian Woosnam. Brian's, yeah. Yeah. Why, why was he so good? Why was he so good with the irons? What was so good about him? Um, his distance control and way he just shaped it. Lovely shape with the golf ball. Probably couldn't do it now with the golf with the new golf balls. But I remember playing with him at the Forest of Arden years ago, and he was struggling, and then he shot something like twenty-eight on the back nine to make the cut, and. It just looked like every shot was moving a yard in the air and coming down three feet from the hole. It's just stunning stuff. I love that. That's cool. And how about short game? Oh, cool. There's been some good short game. Tiger's short game is pretty spectacular. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's won round Augusta has got a, a brilliant short game. So, you know, Tiger, Phil, um, Bernard Langer's short game is amazing. A Lazabal short game is amazing. You know, people that foul those short games, underrated. Yeah. But I'd have to, I'd have to give it to Tiger. Yeah. Okay. And how about putting? Does it have to be somebody else, or can it be Tiger again? It can be Tiger again, yeah. If you think it's Tiger. I, I, I just think you know the reason Tiger's done so well over the years is it is his short game. Everybody, you know, says how. Well, he hits it and stuff like that. And yeah, he, he hits it brilliantly. But he's won tournaments when he shouldn't win tournaments just because of his short game and his putting. You know, there was a stat at Firestone a few years ago where I don't think he missed outside 15 feet all, all week at Akron on those greens, which is just phenomenal. Crazy stat, yeah. So, yeah. And he holds them when it, when it matters. You know, yeah. I was on the last green at uh, Torrey Pines in. Yeah, yeah. 2008, and yeah. you just knew he was going to hold that put down. Great. You had the same putt. Like, they were like, uh, I was a bit further away and a bit more to the right, and 
Very similar, wasn't it, though, yeah. He was more straight down the hill, but they were like rive eaters at that stage. Yeah. And uh, um, But he still knew he was going to hold it. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the memorable Amazing. ones, that one. is You know, somebody else said that the other day, Pierce, didn't they? I can't remember who it was, but that's certainly one that everyone remembers him rolling that in and getting in the playoff. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That's a pretty Super good golfer. Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a decent one, it's isn't it? That? It's a decent golf. He won't want to come up against that person on a Sunday morning, that's for sure. No, no. Lee, um, thank you so much for your time. It's been it's been very Pleasure. good of you. Um, hopefully, we get to see you, whether it's a tournament or whether it's going to be at the Odomapa Gay Invitational in Dubai. We just don't know yet. I mean, hopefully, you no. can get back to doing what you do. Like the seniors talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully seniors not. open. Oh wow! Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's a few years off yet. Still, you've still got time. Yeah. You've still got time. But yeah, so yeah. Again, thank you so much for your time. All right, uh, thanks, lads. Yeah. No is, there, is there anything that you want us to promote out there for yourself that you've got out there? Your social media accounts, or is yeah, there anything where can people you've got follow coming you? up? Follow me. Oh, they, they can put, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I'm on all of them. Uh, you know, I'm I'm of an age where I don't really know much about. Um, technology like this you can see that with how long it took me to get on skype with you lads we got there i'm I glad to, we got there though i had to, to involve my teenage son to do that so you know <laughs> any of those um i try and uh, i try and do them all myself so it is me on the other end of it it's not a, a corporate thing or anything like that so maybe you should get the boy to do it get the, get the lad to do it and get him to uh yeah put him on a commission or something <laughs> I mean, no can, can they find people i'd lose a lot of followers quickly. yeah <laughs> quite interesting i'm sure yeah. Lee, thank All you right. so much brilliantly thanks for your time all right no problem. all the best yeah take care cheers thanks thank you thank you cheers. thanks bye bye so there you have it big thank you to lee it's amazing that whenever we speak to these great players how simple they keep it obviously he's still working at his technique but he knows exactly what makes him tick he knows where he needs to go when things aren't going so well and it was just fascinating listening to him talking to about his game and how simple it is so speaking of simple, how would you like to improve your game beyond measure this year? You need to check out meandmygolf.com where we really dive deep into helping you with your golf. No matter what your goal is, whether it's to hit your irons better, hit your driver better, whether it's to break 100, break 90, or even break 80, we can help you on our six-week coaching plans where we personally coach you through everything that you need to get to those goals. We have some really important and exciting features coming forward, the app. We also have the roadmap feature coming soon, which you'll know more about over the next coming months. So thank you so much for tuning in today and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Me and My Golf podcast.